0: If you use colorful language, that's okay as well. Um, what else? What are our other rules, Nick? Uh
1: that's really about it. I mean, you know.
2: Don't so die Have a, do a beer and swear a lot. Those are the two rules. Oh, right? and, and, there you go. And
1: if you got a burp, lean in. Oh, that's Night, right. Nigel likes there to judge the burps. Yeah.
2: All right.
1: Um uh, and then uh just for uh recording purposes, when we're done, I'm gonna turn off, I'll hit turn off the recorder button uh just hang out for a couple minutes it's going to upload your video and audio files from your computer to the cloud
2: okay all that, right
1: that just helps me get the best possible yeah file yeah i think i'm just weird i totally tore this place apart the studio why and just put everything well because I, I took a lot of it to our show oh yeah yeah. but then also uh you know chili fest a few weeks ago so i tore it all apart and It's just put it back together. good practice though for you yeah whatever <laughs> So uh, I think we've covered all the
0: others, haven't we? I'm gonna take this hat off. It's gonna get hot. It,
1: it's gonna get hot. Is
2: this my drinker? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just came now. You guys, the- you guys have two separate cameras, but I get a sense that you're sitting right next to one another. Oh, uh, we right?
3: are. Yeah, yeah. We we are.
0: The window almost matches up. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. It goes. Yeah. He's basically that way. Yeah. So we're yeah. In, we're in an, an uh, it's an old post office where uh the I didn't know this, but post offices—post offices have vaults. So the vault is the sound uh, studio.
1: Yeah, we turned it—we turned it into a studio.
3: Nice.
0: Yeah. So it works out pretty well. It works out for the next day job. <laughs> Where are you?
2: I'm at the back of the bar. Really? Probably. So if uh, you might hear swearing from, and I'm right next to the kitchen, so <laughs> if there is swearing you, that'll come from there first for sure. Got it. And, uh,
3: um, well, that's, that's um, all. Awesome.
0: So. No, this, uh, we appreciate you coming on. This is, this is going to be a treat oh, for you. us because, uh, you know, we, we, if, if nothing else, people in Kansas City know about Mike's beer bar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and you know, we, we consider the stop at your bar after the festival, part of the pilgrimage now. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So okay. yeah. everybody, you know, when I tell them how many beers you have, they are like, wait, what? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's got a lot of
1: beers. It's really, oh, it's yeah. It's, it's now my dream to figure out how to copy you. Well, you know, it's...
2: Uh, or, or if you
1: just want to, if you want to open a KC location.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I would rather let you copy. I mean, at this point, uh, you know, I have, I'm fortunate enough to have two places right next to one another. Right, yeah. I have the restaurant I next door. And, um, I, you know... I'm so I'm blessed in that regard because I, you know, I have two more or less similar type businesses that each have their own challenges, right. but I can walk in between them. Right. <laughs> Having that's, to that's nice. get in a car and worry about a third one is always a consideration. You yes. know, that I've had when, when looking around.
0: <laughs> that's great. Uh, I think we're about ready to start, aren't we? Are you ready to do this thing? Yeah. So stand by and we'll, we'll get, we'll get going. All right.
2: beers with nigel is poured for you by dire oil graphics promotional products and design they cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design promo products and print see what dire oil graphics can build for you at direoil.com that's d-y-e-r-o-i-l.com
0: And welcome to Beers with Nigel. It's a podcast about beer and other stuff. Other things. And other stuff. <laughs> also, <laughs> also uh, for those who don't know, we are the best local podcast of Kansas City, 2023, thanks to the pitch, uh, Casey. So here, all those
1: readers, all those listeners all who those, voted
0: for us. Uh, Nick didn't think we were going to win, but we won. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show, uh, Mike from Mike's Beer Bar in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What's going on, Mike? Not
2: too much, guys. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Oh, absolutely. You've you've been you've been I'm on. I'm excited list. about this one. Yeah, you've been you've been on our list for probably a couple of years, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's
2: Well, what took you so long? Come on now, let's go. You
1: know, yeah. Well, you know, I had to work up the courage to talk to you this last time <laughs> over oh, we there. Yeah. You know, and and uh, and then and then, what if he says no? We invite him. You know. You know, maybe this we'll
0: get a, we'll get a Lisa from uh, Rhythm Brewing to come on now. To note, she knows that you've come on because we've been we've been we've... chasing her for three years.
2: <laughs> you, you, you want me to make a phone call on your behalf? I'm sure. Yes. It, thank you. Yes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well,
0: the, the last time we saw you, uh, right after Barrel and Flow, she swore up and down. She said, Call me, text me next week, and we'll make it happen. And that was what? How, how long that's been? Well, that was since, in
1: August. That's August. It is, so. it, is, yeah. it is now the end of November.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. She told me she was going to figure out how to get, uh, she has a distributor that I think goes down uh, into New York for her that also has a, uh, a Pennsylvania. And she said, I'm going to get you that beer. Yeah. You know, give me a week and um, you know, they're going to contact you. And it was the same August that she told me that. So uh, <laughs> uh, sequel opportunity.
1: Yeah. heard. <laughs> well, look, I, I, we should set this up a little bit. The, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have you on because of our annual pilgrimage to Pittsburgh yeah. for the Barrel and Flow Festival. And you I don't know what the connection is, how you got hooked up with that, but you end up having all of the collabs in your bar, all the collab beers that are made for that festival. And they're included in your, your three ring binder of a beer menu. I mean, this thing is your place. Mike's beer bar. It's across from PNC park in Pittsburgh, PA. It is a, uh, it's a thing of beer beauty. That sure is.
2: Well, they say go big or go home. Right. So that's what we do on the, uh, on the beer list. Um, but yeah, I've had a relationship with um, with Day and with um, you know with Barrel and Flow since it was Fresh Fest. Actually, yeah. uh, their first their first uh, shows were just up the street from here. Uh, first events were just up the street from here. Um, you know, about a hundred hundred yard walk, and that's kind of how I got involved about five years ago. And um, you know, Day had a partner at the time, and uh, the year that I first got involved it was a bit of a hectic time and you know things i think didn't go as well as day had hoped and i think that was the point in time where he became solo uh with running the event and he said mike you know is you know wh- what would you like and i said day if, if you can just talk to every brewery and ask them if they would to bring beer for me yeah um you know that i would be happy to buy you know all i'd love to do is have all the beer that uh you have i'll even wait until after the you know after after the event and i'll put it all on you know so i don't uh, you know my interest is not to upstage the events but right. really is to be able to get access to all of these great beers from around the country and uh, i said if you just don't mind as you're coordinating and talking to each brewer and brewery can can you just ask them if they'd be willing to bring some beer along and they kind of started organically and kind of maybe even a little bit uh you know under the table if you will um <laughs> you know <laughs> with people bringing beer until, uh, you know, one of the local distributors finally also um, has donated their time, I know, to help register beer. And then, um, you know, more formally allow me to, uh, you know, purchase the beer in a, right. in a way that the state gets uh, its say in its uh, share of <laughs> taxes as well. And, and they're cut, right. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I don't think that state's gonna let that out for very long. <laughs> right. <laughs> so
0: I'm, I'm, I'm curious, I know, you know, we talked briefly well, not really. Briefly, when we were there in Pittsburgh the last time, you have a whole nother history before Mike's Beer Bar, right? That's but, right. You know, before we get to that history, everybody has the story of what they were drinking before they discovered like craft beer. What do you remember? You know, what, what you know, what were you drinking like in college? What, what, where, where were you back in those days?
2: So mine's an interesting one, right? Because um, I come from, uh, I'm fourth generation now, in what I would call the beer business. When oh. My great grandfather owned a bar uh, you know, back before Prohibition. Wow. Uh after Prohibition, my grandparents were one of the first licensees uh to have a beer distributorship um, you know, in the state of Pennsylvania, of which then my uh when my grandfather passed away, my dad took over. And so I kind of grew up in a um in an environment that um I lived right above the beer distributor. I mean it's a small retail wow. distributor. We had <laughs> handful of bars. I mean, I used to deliver beer. Um, you know, before I went to school in high school, to bars that were open, you know, early in the morning because they were taking the you know the overnight shift, the, the third shift from the steel mills. Back when steel was, you know, um, you know the the primary source of uh, how people worked. You know, way back in the '70s. So, uh, so as a result of that, you know, I had the opportunity early on. Yeah, to very clearly understand that I didn't like a lot of the domestics. I just didn't like the taste. I wanted something a little yeah. more full-bodied, and so actually, mine was probably more imports. Uh, yeah, my dad had imports. He had you know a lot of um, uh, traditional uh, clubs around here. One being the German club, um, and so you know my first tastes were more German-style lagers. Wow. And and you know if I could get my hands on a Heineken back there, and that yeah. was uh, you know that was a luxury. So. I was less fun at college parties because I wasn't going to drink any of the stuff that uh, <laughs> they were drinking, and I was more wanting to host them because then I could control at least what I could drink. You know, there you when go. I was going there.
1: I'm curious when that shift happened because it used to be—you're right—the beer snobs used to be the the imports, right. and then now it's now it's the you know it's the it's the craft with craft from from within the states. When did that when did that actually happen? When did that shift? Was that early '90s, late '80s? I mean,
0: probably '80s. I'm going to guess.
2: I would say I would say eighties. I'm probably the only one alive back then, right? So I guess I have to uh, to, to say it. But um, I, was, uh,
0: I was drinking in but, the eighties. Trust me. You
2: know, so, <laughs> but I, but I would, that was early nineties. What yeah? What I what I remember was probably the first, you know, Sam Adams and Sierra Nevada and Pete's Wicked Ale being kind of the. The beers that you could kind of get access to, and that was what late eighties, yeah, maybe early nineties. Yeah, and a funny story. I mean, when I met my wife not long after, she was one of the first reps for Sam Adams, as they were going national. Wow, uh, back in the uh, in the early nineties. So it was um, that was the best job that ever happened to me that I didn't have because <laughs> uh, you know once a quarter the sample truck uh, arrived with uh, all the new seasonals and things that uh, were coming, and I couldn't wait. So,
1: that's awesome. I think I think my first, you know, getting fancy with beer was was Boulevard. Obviously, I'm from Kansas City, uh, but the Foster's oil can. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can't go wrong with yeah. the Foster's. Yeah,
0: I think my 100th uh, check in on untap was a Foster's. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you always have designs that you've worked in the business of opening a beer bar? How did that come about?
2: I think we all have that dream, right? At one point or another in our lives where we say we want to do it. Um, You know, I think most of us, if we have a spouse or significant other, we wake up, share the dream, we'll get told that no uncertain circumstances is that going to happen. Uh, And then we drop it and move on. Uh, I got my wife on a good day, but it was always a point in time, you know, that I really thought that I'd end up somehow back in the business. But as far as owning a bar, it was not something that I did as a kid. I, you know, I didn't serve or I wasn't a bartender. You know, I was in the industry, but I was a truck driver. You know, if you will, a delivery driver, or worked the retail side selling beer. So, um, you know, when it came time for me to retire a little bit, a uh, little bit early from, you know, the career that I had, I wanted to own a few businesses, but I didn't know where to, you know, where to go or what to do. And I thought, you know. I got to figure something out in, 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 you know, in beer. Specifically when I was thinking about it, it was, it was about beer. Uh, And so then I said, you know what, what the heck, let me take a look and see about uh, owning a bar. And I didn't have the, you know, the idea that I wanted to be a bartender, right? I was mid fifties, you know, when I made this uh, decision or when I got involved. So, um, you know, it had to be a business that had a bit of scale. And I really wanted after my career to kind of, you know, what I would say, run businesses, right? Be, uh, you know, more of a general manager type. Yeah. Um, and I'd probably, you know, not knowing exactly what I'd get into when you're a you know, bar or restaurant owner, you realize that, yeah, you can do it. But if you, if you really want to, you know, have a good handle on the business, you've got to be involved. And so, you know, I, when I got involved uh, in the initial stages without bartending experiences, I became, I was the bar back.
4: <laughs>
2: and, uh, by the way as an owner being a bar back is, is probably the best place you can be right yeah. because you're behind the bar your eyes can scan the whole business yeah. and you still are somehow involved and you can engage with the people around you um you know at, at the bar and you know one thing led to another and you know now i'm you know, many days, especially when it gets busy, uh, in the kitchen, actually, uh, we're, working full, we're,
0: fully, we're fully aware when we came to, we, right. we, we came, we're like, is Mike around? Yeah. He's, uh, he's back there. He's on, he's on the salad station.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so sometimes you go back and you say, you know, I think I could be doing that job. You know, instead of standing here and being frustrated, waiting for something to happen, I'm, yeah. I think I could go back there and do it myself. And so you got to put your money where your mouth is and. You know, I at some that. point, I started to enjoy it too, and yeah. um, so uh, when it's when it's needed, I'm not on the schedule. But when it's needed, I'll I'm happy to go back. <laughs> you're like you, you come off the
0: bench like that utility <laughs> back, <Got it>. right? <laughs> so so how long has it been since Mike's has opened?
2: Five years. Uh, it'll be five years um, coming up, like the first week in December, actually. Wow.
0: wow! And so you're let's before I ask the next question, your previous career was not even in this country, right?
2: Yeah, still, a lot of it was. not okay. your question. I still, still my question. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, so I worked uh, in consumer products. So I worked for two companies over about thirty-three years. Uh, first one was Procter and Gamble. That uh, still, I think, has a pretty big manufacturing facility in Kansas City, or at least used to. Yeah. It might have been their food products uh, that we sold out there. Or it was out there Duncan Hines. Is Duncan Hines still out there?
3: I think that, Is that that's plant? still a thing. No?
2: I don't, I don't. I don't think it is. Yes. No, I could be wrong. No. I don't,
3: I, I, but anyhow,
2: so I worked for P and G for um, for twenty five years in a company called Mondelēz, which is part of Kraft Foods or split off from Kraft Foods uh, for the last eight. And um, I, I was hired here in Pittsburgh. Went out to New York. Was working in New York for a while. They wanted me to go to Cincinnati, uh, which is where the headquarters of Procter and Gamble is. And I didn't want to go to a headquarter location, so. I guess in corporate speak, I politely said, um, you know, anywhere but Cincinnati (laughs) and uh, it it landed me in Russia. So um, (laughs) so, very quickly, uh, be careful, be careful what you ask for, right? So uh, you might get it. (laughs) Uh, And so I I went uh, back in the mid 90s, not long after the Soviet Union collapsed uh, to Russia and uh, was there for what was supposed to be three years. Uh, A financial crisis hit the country at the time, and uh, I ended up staying uh, for six. But as a result of that, I I kind of fell in love with emerging markets and how emerging markets for business were run, and over time became a specialist. And as a result of that, I spent, what, 22, 23 of those 33 years overseas. Uh, So I lived uh, twice over two assignments, uh, eight years in Russia, uh, three years in Israel, four in Romania, and no. then the last seven in Switzerland. Uh, wow. All with all of them, almost all of them, with a focus uh, either directly or regionally uh, on emerging emerging countries and emerging economies.
0: Did you did you drink? I'm sure you drank beer in all those countries,
2: right? Oh yeah, I, uh, <laughs> the one. The, I don't speak a lot of languages, but I can almost order a beer in in, in quite a, in quite a few, right? So,
1: Listen, you do what you got to do to
0: survive. I mean, that's
2: a, <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's right. A good,
0: a good skill to have, it's, you know? The
2: first it's the first thing you learn, right? So, I mean, uh, how
0: many how many people don't know "dos cervezas por favor," right? Right. <laughs> I, I right. was I was taught uh, by uh, a hearing impaired, impaired person how to uh, get beer, and this means okay. beer. So okay you <laughs> So and it, it works every time you know <laughs> Have you had much call to use that Um once I teach people what it means yes okay cuz people love that I mean you know you can just be very you know but you got you got to make sure as a beer tender, you got to scan the bar you know cuz you got somebody might be doing it for like 5 minutes you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So my next question is 5 years in that's you went from totally different business to a yeah, I mean, what's it been what's the journey been like for you over the last five years owning a beer bar?
2: Uh, well, quite a journey actually, with uh, COVID in between. Oh, but, I heard um, yeah, so when I when I bought this place, you know, um it kind of it, it, it ticked off a lot of boxes. I was I was looking. Um at the time I was living in New Jersey, still had my corporate career, but I knew at some point my assignment was which was a global assignment so although i moved back to the u.s i was still traveling and working a lot overseas and primarily again with a focus on emerging markets but i knew that at some point i'd have to work in the u.s business and didn't want to do it so kind of in parallel i was looking to see you know that you know what type of business i could find and i've moved about 26 27 times in my life wow and figured you know maybe this next one maybe he's going to be the, I won't call it the last one, but, you know, I want to go to a place where um, it's not such a difficult, you know, new assimilation. And for a lot of the moves I had previously, the kids were in school. So you meet new people through your kids uh, or through work. Uh, And so uh, I thought, why don't I go back home to Pittsburgh? I've been gone for 30 some odd years. I know a lot of people there. And so I started looking for places here and one day, uh, through email, I saw that uh, the bar that's in the location that I'm that I'm in uh, was available for purchase. uh or was for sale, and uh, it, so it ticked a number of boxes. It was a beer bar. It did not have a kitchen. How they had a license and didn't have a kitchen, I guess it's a story <laughs> for another show. But uh, you know, so I didn't have to know anything about the food business other than I had to build the kitchen because I I had planned to do that. Uh, it was in the old zip code that I grew up in, uh, so I grew up here on the north side, just near you know PNC Park. It was absentee run, so it had a general manager already, so I didn't have to worry about opening and closing the doors, uh, you know, on my first day. Uh, you know, and it's 20 steps away from the most beautiful ballpark. Uh, In the United States, Uh, you know, we're a little bit subjective, but certainly uh, PNC Park is, you know, on a lot of people's bucket lists of ballparks they want to visit. And so, you know, I jumped in, you know, made an offer and, you know, ended up with the, you know, closing on the business. Like I said, first week in December, five years ago. Uh, And then went about uh, essentially learning the business, learning how to run A, uh, a, you know, a bar, um, you know, as a business, uh, as it were, while putting in a kitchen. Uh, at one point, about a year later, uh, the uh, the owner of the business next door, uh, which was a restaurant primarily, uh, came to me and asked me if I'd be interested to to buy. And, um, you know, I, I was work I was operating in a neighborhood where, you know, I didn't have necessarily the the best of competitors. And what I, what I mean by that is, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't making the neighborhood a destination, yeah, right? They right. were taking advantage of the opportunity during baseball and yeah. otherwise they weren't doing much. And I thought, what better way than to maybe control my own destiny? I'll buy the place next door. I wanted to have more than, uh, you know, a business, um, you know, when I began the process and I closed on the business um, late in January that year, which just so happened to be, six weeks before COVID. <laughs> so,
0: it was, we've heard this story. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a mini story. So sometimes,
2: so so, yeah, so sometimes uh, you know, the, the timing works. I mean, I got a good deal on the business. Six weeks later, would have been a much better deal. But, you know, and so there I had, you know, two businesses. Um, uh, you know, the, the kitchen that I had here at the beer bar was designed to have to essentially serve almost finger foods, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, a handful of appetizers. I had a high speed oven and a flat top. There was, um, there's no gas, so therefore there's no fryers or anything uh, in the back. There's no hood system, uh, external hood system, I should say. Um, and, uh, and during COVID, I could only really afford, I couldn't afford to keep really either place open, but I kept one place open, kept everybody on the staff, uh, the managers on the staff we went about uh, renovating during the closed periods, the restaurant next door. But as people wanted to, you know, come back out and venture out, you know, we had either outdoor dining or the six feet of uh, space that was a requirement in most places. And the beer bar had a bigger space and it's a much more open space than the restaurant next door. The only challenge was the restaurant kitchen had a wall separating us. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and, and, uh, you know, I really couldn't open as a bar in the classical side. I just had to use the bar more or less as a restaurant. Right. So we knocked down a wall um, in essence and served the, the bar side from the restaurant side. And, uh, you know, we muddled our way through for about, you know, 18 months, you know, through the challenges of COVID the first year. First year there was baseball, if I remember now, that happened like towards the end of the year, but no fans in the stands. <laughs> right. I right. right? And uh, and they and then I think the next year they it started with if not a, if, I think maybe twenty five percent capacity right. and then it went up and up and up you know over the course of that summer and, you know and so we started to make a little bit of momentum during you know uh, that summer you know ironically what happened during COVID which was a huge benefit to us is. The reputation of the business when i first bought it and from the years prior was that you would come here if you were going to a ball game yeah because we were open during covid we became a neighborhood bar because we were one of the few places around that was open yeah and you know uh, people i think you know looked at the sign saw mike's beer bar and you know thought you know mike is like mike's hard lemonade or any other you (laughs) know named businesses there is no mike right it's just a chain like all the other places around and you know uh, uh, i think it helped a lot that we were one of the few places in the area where you know an owner operator was here and you know they you know people came to meet and to see me and you know so we became for a couple of years really uh kind of a local a, a local bar and a local restaurant for people yeah, um, who still come back today, but more or less they look at me and wink and smile and say, we're not coming back during baseball because it's a real,
4: <laughs> you know,
2: we, we, we can't, you know, we can't have the place to ourselves anymore. Right? Yeah, we have yeah, to yeah. share it with all the masses. So yeah. they wait for baseball to end. And, you know, ironically, that's helped our business the last, last couple of years, because, you know, if um, I used to tell people like, if, if, if the business here made a hundred dollars a year, it made 150 during baseball It broke even during football and it gave back 50 during the winter. Yeah. And, uh, so it was like owning a, you know, a dairy queen on a New Jersey beach in February. Right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and, and, you know, now that we have a larger clientele, um, you know, that really found us during COVID that's really helped us kind of smooth out the businesses and the peaks and valleys and makes yeah. this, a much more sustainable business and very importantly means that I don't have to lay off any staff when we end baseball like I used to have to do.
3: Oh, wow, yeah,
0: Uh, yeah, I could see that. Uh, uh,
2: I have have an important question though. Uh,
1: He's talking about converting to the restaurant. We gotta ask about a specific thing on your menu because Nigel is enamored with a certain order. Where'd you come up with the idea of the steak and you grill it yourself? On a, on a on stone,
0: Meat on the yeah, stone. Steak,
1: steak on a stone, yes. Yeah, uh, like, yeah so... He talks about this for like a month and a half before we get there every year.
0: Oh, I have a video <laughs> of it. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> Isn't it a great experience? Oh, I mean, my God. And, uh, for,
0: and for a beer bar, that's not what you expect.
1: That's awful fancy for a beer bar. Yeah. And, well, know, I love it. Pinky's out. You know,
2: so, so before I answer that, I mean, the story on it being the beer bar, right, the steak on a stone is actually the domain of the restaurant right north shore tavern which is the restaurant i own next door yeah but when we opened during covid and this essentially became a restaurant for a year and a half uh because of how people were dining this is what i served over on the mic side when things got better i tried to take it off the menu over (laughs) here yeah yeah violent oh yeah it was pretty bad Uh, And so you say, okay, you know what, give people what they want. I now run, you know, one kitchen anyway for both spaces uh, and we serve it on both places. But to answer your question, when I lived in Switzerland, uh, there was a restaurant there in in Zurich that served steak on a stone and I became enamored with it for a couple, for two really primary reasons. One is I loved the experience. I thought the, the meat, you know, if it's a good piece of meat, Yeah it cooks up so well on the stone. You know, the, the stone's a lava, uh, it's either lava or granite. So it's, it's a dry heat. So, uh, it, what it does to the meat is just, it's fabulous. Yeah. I mean, uh, it creates a great experience, but the other part that I, and reason that I brought it here was that restaurant, although they differently than what I do, because I have a broader menu that also we have items that aren't also on the stone, their primary focus only was steak on a stone. They would open at six at night, close at nine thirty, mm. turn the table three times. Wow. Okay, and uh, I used to go there. I uh, used to go watch the local hockey team, and they would have a game at about seven twenty-five. Would be you know would be face-off, and I'd have a six o'clock reservation because they did six, seven fifteen, and eight thirty. Uh, <laughs> right. And what I became enamored with is I'd have go in, sit down at six o'clock at 6.05, my beer was on the table uh, at 6.10, my meal was on the table. Yeah. So they eliminated all of that time you sit in a restaurant of you waiting for your meal uh, by essentially not giving you a choice but to order something that was on a stone. And, you know, which is something that's quite easy and fast to prepare because all you have to worry about are the sides. Right. at that point because the stone is cooking in front of you at the table you know but by you know if i get the meal at 6 10 6 15 by 6 45 650 you know i'd had a second beer i was yeah. finished with my meal i wasn't rushed i was looking at my watch never like worried about when face-off was seven o'clock i had to check i was out the door yeah. at 705 i mean the line out the door was waiting to come in for the seven fifteen, and so I never missed a face off. I never <laughs> felt rushed. Right. Um, and I had a wonderful meal, but I didn't really have to wait a very long time. Yeah. For it. yeah. Uh, now it's it's and I thought, well, here I'm in a kind of a similar circumstance. I mean, that restaurant was about the distance between here and for us, Acresure Stadium, which is in the same neighborhood, but it's probably yeah. 500, 600 yards away uh, versus PNC Park being right across the street. You know, so it was still a 15 minute walk um but but um but here i get a bull rush right i mean for a ball game oh, yeah. everybody oh. comes in at five oh, o'clock yeah. kaboom and you know this helps but you know we also have a regular you know i'd call it a ballpark type menu right so it's handhelds burgers and salads right. and appetizers and things like that uh, that people also want so um so i, I can't get away with only doing stones right. uh, particular, here at the barb. However, in the off season, we can do it over there. But, you know, I know it's a long winded, you know, uh, answer to your question, but um, uh, the re- a restaurant was in Zurich, uh, Switzerland. Love it. I fell in and, and it, it's just fabulous. And so I, I stole the idea, you know, if you will, and the concept. There are a bunch of restaurants in, in Europe that do this. But yeah. uh, uh, and what, so I, what the hell? But great, great business owners. Borrow
0: you know right what, what do you call it nick good uh, good
1: business owner borrow uh, R- great R- business owner, steal outright well he calls it R-B. <laughs> R-B, Robin Dubicay, Robin baby. Uh,
0: speaking of robbing we're out of beer so nick you need to do, we do so, a thing. So,
4: mystery, so,
0: so so mike we have a thing called mystery beers this is the bag as you might imagine came from a golf course the person who got it is not speaking <laughs> but so i'm going to give nick the bag he's going to pull a a beer out of the bag um, he has no idea what I brought, <laughs> which is which is always fun. And then we play it, we play a stupid game called we'll we'll taste the beard and we have a, a game called Guess the A B V. So
3: <laughs> Oh, okay. All right.
0: Um, so if you were here in person, we would, you know, we would pour the beer, we would just we would tell you where it's from, what it is, what style, and then we would all try to guess the A B V. And if there was anything left in the can, you would get it. If so, you win. If you win. Yeah, it's like price is and right and price rules. Is right rules. It's, it's uh, price close is right. Okay. Yeah, closest right without going over. What we got there? So
2: now, so beyond the taste, with the description, I can still play. Is that right? I so absolutely one hundred percent.
1: Absolutely, okay. yes, yes. It it works remotely as well. I, and you know what? We, we, we might even send a winners package. We're <laughs> gonna start doing that.
0: <laughs> uh, we've done it before. I don't think Mike Mike needs any beer. No, that's true.
2: <laughs> I I don't know what we can send. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, it better be local. Whatever you said.
1: I heard. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> that box fade, bro. Oh, it's from our buddies at Vine Street Brewing. Yes. Who w- had their first time at the festival last year. It's mm-hmm. a hazy IPA.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, Mike. At, at Barrel and Flow, we were, you know, our, our dudes from, uh, from Vine Street were there for the first time. And it was yep. a big deal that they were there. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I'm like, you guys need to walk around because people want to meet you. People want to know who these people are. And so we were sitting at their at their booth pouring beer and you came walking up and you had a Mike's beer bar shirt on. I was like, are you the Mike?
2: <laughs> See, I told you there is a Mike. Right <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and speaking of of um God, where was I going with it? Oh, the 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 what happens at at the bar. Um was it last year? It was it was at uh what was the concert when we showed up?
1: Oh, it was uh, Metallica. Yes. Oh, Metallica. You know, That's right. You didn't have a baseball crowd. You had a Metallica crowd,
0: and the concert wasn't until like seven. And it was like eleven a.m., and everybody was there.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Weekend, two years ago, they had Pittsburgh had Metallica. I think Paul Simon. Yeah, and Garth Brooks so,
2: in the same weekend.
1: In the same weekend
2: as Barrel and Flo. So, oh, so yeah, the two years. So, yeah, it was three, and all at PNC Park, by the way. So Billy Joel yeah. was on. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you had the uh the 80s hair hair bands, right? So Poison, Def Leppard, oh, that's Molly what it was, Crew, right? The and then the Steelers actually had an exhibition game.
0: Yeah, cuz we went. Uh, yeah, we went
2: <laughs> on on that Saturday, right? Yeah. And then Metallica closed it all off on on Sunday. Crazy and we because... closed Monday because we were totally exhausted oh,
0: oh, oh, <laughs> I'm sure. And then and then this year we caught um there was a game uh yeah. And it was because we we talked about it because it was packed 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 and the game started and we were like okay everybody everybody went to the it's game. It's gone.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, and you're and you're good until they come back. Right?
0: <laughs> so. Yeah. So uh, you want to taste this? Uh, it's, uh, it's that box fade, bro. A little, a little hazy. A little hazy IPA yeah. with
1: our we're, our uh, barrel and flow tasters today. Oh, oh very yeah, yeah. nice. Oh, yeah,
0: yep. we, we're on we're on brand. <laughs> <laughs> That's tasty.
1: And every beer they do is great.
0: Yeah. What do you think the ABV is? Is, is, is it's just a just a hazy. Yep,
1: just a hazy.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say six point seven percent. Just to be mean, 6.9, 6, 6, 9. got it.
2: Not I was I had uh, my first instinct was 6.4. All right,
0: okay, let's see actual our retail actual retail, retail ABV. ABV. Oh lord, now we need now we need readers.
2: You know what?
1: <laughs> ding ding ding! It's six point four percent. Oh. Okay. How about I mean, that?
0: I mean, that, that actually makes sense. I mean, you own a beer bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually,
1: I think uh, one of the owners uh, was at Mike's with us.
0: Yeah, yeah, Kemet. Kemet was there. Yeah, Kemet, Kemet came. So so check this out. Six degrees of separation, right? So I worked in television news for a long time. I worked in, in New Orleans. I'm on the Facebooks a couple of weeks ago. And um, you had a guest bartender, uh, uh, Ron Smiley. Yeah. I've known Ron for years. the other day. Yes. the other day. I was like, what is Ron doing at Mike's beer (laughs) bar? I was like, man, it's just, it's, Pittsburgh is a, a, is, and we tell people Pittsburgh is a, is a hidden jewel of of a city. It, It really is. It's got so much going for it. It's got such a different vibe, you know, as even the people who come to Barrel and Flow from Philly, they're like, no, Philly's East Coast. Uh, Pittsburgh right. is mid- Midwest.
2: It is Midwest. You're right about that. Yeah.
0: It just has, yeah, it just yeah. has a, a different vibe, man.
1: Yeah. I love it. it. It's very Midwest. Just, you know, a couple hundred years older than we are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but think of it this way. I mean, you guys started because nobody could be happy being here, right? They just kept going until they could find a place to be happy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right? so they all came
2: from the East, right? Everybody yeah, that's true. There.
0: That's true. So as, as far as like, you know, let, let's talk about how many beers you have on tap and how many you have in, 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 in cans. And is, is there, is there a, are you, are you, uh, was
2: that the original plan? Yeah. So when I bought the place, we had 50 taps and uh, they had 500 beers, right. But they didn't talk too much about it. And at the time, uh, i have got, uh, what, eight doors, uh, two, you know, uh, in, in the cooler and, half of them were imports at the time and and half were what i'd call national craft uh, beers and first i think first summer you know i I, you know i I was always going to you know the breweries around and thinking you know why aren't we selling more you know from the local breweries you know and you can't get them through distributors you got to make an effort if they're not doing their own distribution then you know you've got to you know go after and look and So what I said, I I chose a month and I said, you know, we're going to do my first year, uh, you know, all local beers on the 50 taps. Wow. But but we struggled because we had to go out and, you know, find 50 beers from guys to sell to us. And some of them said, look, we'll do it now. Um, You know, but, but I I can't guarantee you we're going to sell more because we got a three barrel system and we're selling just, you know, all of it ourselves and whatnot. And we said, look, just let's, you know, let me do them, you know, let me market it. You know, I'm going to market you guys. We're going to do it in the summer. We have baseball crowds. We can then direct people to, you know, uh, because, you know, most baseball, you know, fans are always looking for breweries to go to. Yeah. I said, so it's a perfect fit. And, um, you know, we had some, we had some success with it. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to just push harder and see what I need to do. And two things happened. One. I, uh, I essentially extended the the tower from essentially I replaced the tower and to went from 50 taps to 80, uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, go big or go home. And and then said, look, and then we're going to just, we're going all local. And yeah. uh, I had a woman at the time who was doing a lot of the ordering with me. And uh, she's, uh, you know, she since moved on and actually works for a brewery and, and, and another one now and said, we're, just going to call and you're going to, you know, beg, borrow and whatever we have to do to get people to just open the door for us yeah. and see what we have to do. And, uh, and, and so that's what happened. I mean, I, I spent the first year with the car driving, you know, mm-hmm. four and five breweries a day, sometimes picking up six tools, quarters or halves, whatever they had in cans. Um, and then we hit COVID Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, you know, from one day to the next. <laughs> you know you got 80 taps you got typically you know 120 barrels in your cooler right yeah. so and they close you down from one day to the next thankfully we had bought a uh a prowler machine yeah and so we were just having pallets and pallets and pallets of cans the uh, prowler cans shipped in and that's how we stayed afloat yeah. uh selling local uh local beer well um you know you know during covid yeah. and frankly the breweries were finding it hard to sell to me at the time because they were also doing the same thing and <laughs> doing it quite well right yeah. I mean, they didn't yeah. re- usually have a kitchen to worry about their places were too small to have uh, any indoor
3: yeah uh,
2: and there were lines outside waiting to to pick up beer you know that they were they were canning uh, yeah. for the most part um And so, you know, as as things uh, opened up and, you know, their uh, business normalized, um, more and more of them started to hire people to do distribution. And I think because, you know, we treat the beer, I'd like to think that we treat the beer right. Right. Um, We we manage it proactively. Um, You know, our our bartenders, you know, my 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 managers take the first level Cicerone test and have to pass. Uh, You know, just so that they can more adequately understand, serve and and talk about beer. And I encourage all of my staff to do it. Um, It just kind of became, you know, it, it grew more and more. And frankly, we're in the location that we are. It also works out really well because baseball fans, when they come in, you know, what do we do when we go to another town? First thing we want to know is what's the good beer around. Yeah, here. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, we're able to be able to say, Hey, you know, first of all, glad you came in here. We've got a thousand hotel rooms, you know, within probably 500 yards of us. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, try these beers that we have and we'll tell you exactly where to go. If you want to go check out the brewery and, you know, do a deep dive. And, uh, and so it's, it's worked out, you know, pretty well. We now have, you know, half of the doors of you know so I've got four doors so you know 260 270 beers and on the usual day there's more than 300 different local beers uh, <laughs> represented by about 50 or 55 breweries that do distribution you know within about 40 50 miles of, of pittsburgh uh, I, I have i told you I had four doors of imports when I bought the place now I have like two and a half shelves yeah. in one door right I mean and then the rest is kind of national craft. And, you know, Allie, who is my uh, uh, Allie, who you probably, uh, sh- she was with me at uh, Barrel and Flow, although she yeah. was at a wedding yeah. and didn't come until a bit later. Um, she, every Monday, I mean, she she's engages with all of the, you know, the local breweries, but I, I tell people we do inventory every Monday for, uh, but not for value of, of the beer, we do it for dates. Oh, and anything or, that gets yeah. within like two months of when we think it is either adequate for the style, if it doesn't have a sell by date or yeah. two months within the sell by date, we don't have a happy hour. We have, a you know, we'll call it a fire sale list. I mean, <laughs> you're still good. It's still within, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, well within the range of, you know, what it ought to be. And so if she sees something, you know, we put it on the list and, you know, it usually takes uh, not more than a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, to, to move on and and for her it also means there's no risk that she ever has to worry right and, yeah, you know, oh, I don't want to try this style the boss is going to come down on me and say no we want to sell different styles and for many people they're, they're going to be afraid A farm you know farmhouse sales I mean I can't tell you how much we sell when we put it on sale like if it's <laughs> on tap because people will buy it on sale and they'll say I love this style this yeah. is really good right yeah. Um. But they won't even consider it if it's a regular price because they don't know what it is. Yeah. Right? And then they take and then they taste it. And they're like, Shh. and so, uh, and so yeah. So what I have with hers, it's, it's no risk. I mean, there's always something that's just not going to catch on. It's going to be, you know, not not all brewers styles. Yeah. You know, are loved yeah. by everybody, and you know, sometimes they need a little help. Um. But it works into a like a promotion scheme for us. Yeah. Uh, as well. Well, sometimes and it it just that
4: thing. Keep
0: the beer fresh yeah that, i mean right?
1: they need that push to find a new style
0: and I, yeah and and, and, I, and i love that because like the you know the farmhouse it's like yeah if it's on sale you know good deals a state of mind right so, right. so that 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 all it, it's, it's amazing what you guys are doing is is being caretakers of the beer even when you think it's going to be out of date you put it on sale and it might be something you know because me as a as a beer tender you know, my favorite thing is to, for somebody to tell me, I don't like, I don't like beer or what's the, what's, what's the closest thing you got to Bud Light? Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, those are my two favorite questions. Yep. And shout out to the brewery I work at, Transparent. Um, We have, we have a, a French Saison. And more often than not, so I good. I get somebody who doesn't like beer to drink that beer.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Not even, not even our lightest beer. It's not even a Kolsch. But it has so many things going on. I've got a lady; she comes in, and all she said was, "I want something champagne."y Right. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna give you. It's called wee bit fancy." So I gave her that French saison, and that, when she comes in, that's all she drinks.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so it's, you know, you guys are. I wouldn't are,
1: hate that night. Actually, just drinking that beer for a night. No, That'd be it'd be, okay with it'd that. be fine. Yeah. So
0: I, I love, I love you as have as, as many beers as you have, but also you care about what beers you have. Because yeah. you know the grocery stores, they don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? They're it's it's take. Well, it's for out, them, it's if, a numbers game. Yeah, if it's out of date, it's out of date. They don't really care, right? You know, but you know, you you are doing the Lord's work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I would. I would rather dump it. Yeah. I mean, it, once it's past, you know, code, it, it you dump it, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, there's no value in selling something, somebody, something. You know that it's going to be substandard, right? It it looks, you know, bad on the brewery, and I owe them more than that. It looks, you know, bad on 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 us. I mean, okay, we make a mistake, we make a mistake. You bite the bullet, right? Yeah. And you know, we we have a kitchen, so even before it goes bad, if we, you know, two months before, if we're not sold in a month, it'll go in the beer cheese, right? I mean, why not?
4: (laughs) You know,
0: It's 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 going. That's repurposing. It's going to a good home. Repurposing.
2: Yeah, but, it, but if we, but if we miss on something or if it goes out of code, then, you know, pour it down the drain.
0: So is it, is it a, is it a, I mean, I, it, you know, when you guys are doing the inventory, it sounds like it's daunting, but it also sounds like it's a lot of fun at the same time to be like, okay, yeah, we've got this giant, this beer list, but at the same time, we're curating it and massaging it to make sure it's, it's all
2: good. Right. You know, and she's always looking forward. Right, I mean, you know, we've got inventory here, and there's always a season. Right, there's always a new season, yeah. and you know, if, there's always a time when your style profile starts to change. Right, and you move from warm weather to cooler weather, and the darker beers and the stouts are coming back. And you know, you're not worried about having two or three on tap anymore. You're talking about you know, all right, how can I have a whole lot of variety with you know seven, eight, or nine, right. you know, of our taps with stouts, porters, and you know, other dark beers that, um, you know, and, and not just the same, right. You can't have five similar stouts. You want to have five dissimilar stouts, right. Yeah, that yeah, have unique yeah. profiles. Um, and so, yeah, you have to be in the frame of mind where it's kind of a, it's fun and, and, and a game, right. You're giving people, uh, and, and you get to then benefit when people come in and they, you know, in particular from draft, right. They you know, will sample anything to anybody, right. Yeah. Um, so that they have a good experience with it, because that's what we want, right? You have a good experience. you're you're more than willing to then come back here to find something that you may not be able to find somewhere else. Yeah, you have a good experience here with a I don't know, a standard you know blue moon. You can find a blue moon anywhere, right? right. Uh, you know here we want you to have great service, and you know we've got people who know the beer. I'm fortunate enough to have a staff that's been here a long time. We don't have a lot of turnover. Uh, it's they friendly and engaging yeah. Uh, and we got great beers from you know 50 60 great breweries around around the city of Pittsburgh yeah that's got to be a fun
1: challenge you know Like when you like for example you roll into stout season which by the way stout season is 12 months long <laughs> 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 let's just get that out there well, you know stout season rolls in right
2: I didn't say we went to zero I just <laughs> said we went to three all right
1: it's- but it's got to be fun to be th- to kind of a fun challenge You've got all these local breweries, but to find, you know, 10, 12 that are different. Yeah. That aren't the same profiles. I mean, it's, you know, how many do a chocolate stout? How many do an oatmeal? Just to find they, it's gonna be a fun
2: challenge. It is, it is, and you know, and and look, the, the brewers are like chefs, right? They they yeah. like new things, they like to try different creations. So, you know, what people are doing with hops anymore. I mean, you know, they they, they don't even keep yeah, even there, are a lot of the mainstream IPAs are no longer things that you can find all of the time because they're making you know yeah. some subtle and others not so yeah. subtle changes to you know to their profile, and that's great, right? I mean, it's uh, yeah. you know, for me, I, I liken coming here to you know what, like a flea market, right? You come in here, it's something different all the time <laughs> because you know. Uh, and by the way, our beers are not the same last. Last year, 80 taps, we did, you know, more than a thousand different beers on the draft lines, right? And That's crazy more than three thousand different. And you know, part of it is because the, the brewers change, right? Yeah, and yeah, and right. so it's you know, we, we can we can keep, you know, uh brew gentleman's general Braddock, it's a great beer on all the time because they make it all the time. Yeah. You know, but we but we don't, and it's nothing against that. It's just you know, there are people coming in, you can find that in a lot of places. So let, let's give them something else that yeah. um, might be unique and, and and worth trying. And you yeah. know, General Braddock, we still have on quite a bit, but you know, we're not dedicating yeah you know anybody's beer a hundred percent because Got it, it yeah. kind of minimizes yeah. the fun we want to provide to people.
1: I love that. That's, that's so. Do you that's do, so do you great. publish an end of year list? Like here's all the beers we we did. I, that'd be
2: fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you, I'd I'd need a hell of a bigger binder than the one you guys were looking for. <laughs>
1: I would take it as a challenge, though. I think I'd start ticking off. Which ones did
4: I have?
0: Yeah. You know what your next challenge is? We're out of beer. So let's oh, do another, is it time? another mystery beer.
4: Mystery beer, mystery beer.
0: So that, that voice you hear, uh, shout out to one of our female owner brewers in Kansas City. Uh, B, uh, Bree Burrows owns Big Rip. That's her voice. She came on the podcast and kept singing the mystery beer song. And so we made it. Now she's the official part of the show. So
3: Okay, <laughs> there we go. So,
0: what do we have here? We've got. I thought it was your turn to uh, read. Oh, it is. It's some. uh, This is some beer karma right here. So, somebody brought me this beer. Uh, Shout out to Jeff. Radius Brewing Company out of uh, Emporia, Kansas, which is about, what, about 45-ish? Hour hour from here. It's called Infuscation. I have no idea what style it is. He didn't tell me, but it's a big-ass. Big-ass Crowler. Yeah, big-ass Crowler. Radius Brewing. Yep. So, I'm crack over. so we don't know the style. No, <laughs> not yet. We're, we're gonna find out. I mean, you know, you know, that's that's the thing with crawlers, though. I'm mean, just not enough space to write what the style it is sometimes, and so you just got to roll with it. But yeah. he'll he'll be happy. I saw him earlier before I came, so he'll be happy to that. You know what? That's a lie. It is. Jeff did not bring me this beard. Some, I did attributed this beer to the wrong person.
3: <laughs> no, so he it was, won't be happy. Though.
1: No, he won't. He, he doesn't listen anyway. It's fine. <laughs> well, we have. Wait, so you mentioned it. Sunshine. So this is the thing we believe in: beer karma. Put good into the world, beer will come back to you.
3: Yeah. Oh, hold on.
1: Uh oh, bad pour.
0: We have two rules on 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 this show. Rule number one: don't die, or try not to. Rule number two: don't be a dick. And that covers a lot of things, right? And yeah. so you know if 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 you if you obey obey rule number two then your beer karma is good, and if you right. give beer beer comes back, you know yeah. uh, <laughs> most of that. So when we came when we came for for I'm sorry I'm just holding holding on. Uh-oh. When we came to on that Sunday, and I think your staff were they were a little taken aback because we were like we, we we're like how many clubs do you guys have? this many that we want all of them all of them
1: <laughs> <laughs> and i can't remember who it was uh the guy you had behind the bar and yeah. so he just lines them up <laughs> yeah and are like,
0: you guys are get all those beers absolutely you know and the fun thing about those you know we we've got we've got a nutty listener shout out to phil um he thought it would be a good idea for us to crowdfund our trip to pittsburgh and so we did a little crowdfunding and and our goal was we're going to bring beers back from the collabs and from different parts and the amount of people who gave us money was pretty funny, hilarious, (laughs) hilarious, but most of those beers, we didn't drink them. We gave them out, which was, you know, we're just building up that beer karma.
1: I don't know that I, I don't know that I actually kept any of the collabs. I have, I have none of them. Yeah. I I, gave them all out. We gave them all out. And then we have a bunch, we stopped in Dayton, Ohio on the way, which who knew Dayton was a hopping beer scene. Yeah. Who knew? Very, very nice beer scene. <laughs> <laughs> Which we stopped in at a, at a brewery there and did the same thing where we just, we're going to need one of all of your beers.
3: All of them, right. Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say this is probably either just a, uh, an American stout or, or a porter, but it's pretty dark. I think it's probably a stout. There's not much nose to it. No, but I'm, I'm going to say it's probably a stout. It's a nice beer. Um, <laughs> we're just guessing at this point. It's got, yeah, but, so there's no ABV
2: written on the can either. It is, but I have not looked. Oh, it, at it.
0: is. Okay. So, okay. uh, it's got a little bit of roastiness. It's, it's portery, but, but I mean, here I had this I, conversation the other day about what's the difference between a porter and a stout. You know, and they're they're cousins. So, it well, you know, is in the Midwest. Let's see what kind <laughs> of Cicerone you are. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's it's probably a a stout. It's, it's 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 a little heavy to be a porter, and it's it's very dark. You know
1: what? It's whichever one it is. It's ish, ish, dark ish, <laughs> stout ish, porter ish. It's it's good.
0: It's got some roast to it. Got some chocolate notes. I think it's that's a good beer. What?
1: almost a little smoky?
0: Almost. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. It's probably. Uh, but you know, the ABV might be the, the telltale sign if it's like uh, this if, might it's, be if, a if it's a sneaky. stout or a porter. You think it's sneaky? A little sneaky. What would what, what would you think? I don't know, Mike. You just get to judge by the color.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean the the sneaky part now is throwing me off, guys. I mean that's not fair.
0: Do you think? Do you well, think? he said it's sneaky. I did not. But based on, I mean, even that head. I mean, it looks like to me. It looks like it looks like a, like a stout. I don't know. What do you what do you think the ABV is? Six point one. I'm gonna go six point one. I'm gonna go 6.8. eight. You just want to you want to take a wild guess? <laughs> Oh well, look!
2: I mean, I I was I was at four point eight until you said sneaky, and then okay. then I was like, okay, well.
0: What what we got? Does it even say it on there? It would be written on the thing. It's not going to say it on the crowler.
2: Well, yeah,
1: he didn't write it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Folks, check check the notes, and we'll
1: put it in the notes. <laughs> yeah, I was looking to see if there were any other little little places for him to write on, but there are not. Well, it's still you're, it's still a nice beer. You're gonna have to go to you're gonna have to go to the old uh, untapped tape.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike is there is there a particular style that you like to drink uh oh
1: uh oh did we lose him
0: we lost your, your we can see you talking
1: oh he looks like he's on mute
0: yeah you muted yourself
1: right, he's got to undo it Better.
4: there, there we go, go. You were you nice looking up, up here?
2: yeah okay. <laughs> You know what I, what I was trying to do on my phone, although it's uh, I guess it's linked to, to the laptop somehow. Oh, so just see if I could find out the ABV of that beer by going on Untapped. But uh, yeah, yeah,
0: infuse infus- infusion, fusication.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh. Apparently, when you did that, it kind of
0: screwed screwed with you. I, I can probably right. do it. So, all
1: right. Jeez, was, um, do you have a do you have a style that you lean toward that you love?
2: So, West Coast IPAs are my preference. I I like bitter beers. Uh, But anytime I can find a West Coast style session, I would much rather, you know, uh, know, three, you know, whatever, six, eight, seven percent beers anymore. I mean, is really the tipping point. And I don't know that I can go anywhere and only have three beers. Right. So uh, um, so I look as much as I can to find uh, sessions. But, you know, look, I, I, I enjoy a good sour Uh, as well and um, you know if you give me anything I'll drink it Uh, (laughs) uh, but but I mean but if if you're asking me what I would lean in towards and take home it's always been kind of a a standard west coast style Got it. and and, and, and I go ahead well I was just gonna say and I and anymore I get if you were gonna follow up and say like you know which one's your favorite (laughs) I, I treat them like I I treat wines i go into the store i look at the back of the label and if it looks appealing i do yeah. it yeah uh it, it's the same for me on on uh on ipas and to, and to be honest with you I, my palate's not specific enough to be able to tell even from how all the hops are described yeah heard. how i think it's going to taste yeah. so uh i just I take as many different ones way. as i can find right so
0: so uh i've looked up that beer on untapped so i'll just read the description first because this generally we're wrong in this game it says looks like a stout right that's what it says looks like a stout but drinks like a heavily hopped ipa dank pine food aromas and flavors and a hint of roastiness it is a black ipa black
2: black ipa
0: okay and i would
2: not have guessed that so 4.4 is definitely wrong (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah would, would, would you like to guess the abv because i i can i see it
2: no i well I, i'm gonna stick with my six eight.
0: what did you say well, if black ipa now, well, i said
2: four eight but now black ipa i'm gonna say seven two
0: seven seven oh wow. yeah that's that's a that's that's a good beer because it's confusing to those unless it- you know that, that's that's the whole thing. You know there was a whole thing on Instagram or somewhere where there, there were the, there's a there was like six or seven new master cicerones that all passed the test at the same time, and to pass that test you have to be fucking mad because <laughs> you know your
1: palettes are crazy.
0: But you have to you have crazy to go you have to point. go in on something like this, and I'm I'm
1: thinking stout stout stout. How?
0: Black IPA did not cross my
1: mind. Even so, as you told me, I'm not gonna I take a sip and it doesn't I still don't think that
0: because it's got so much roastiness and it's and it's not super bitter. Right. You know, it's it's like like you said, it's sneaky.
2: <laughs> well, but <laughs> I, yeah, I well, like, that explains it, sure. Right? I mean Mike just said
1: he's like my palate isn't so great. But I think I think more people actually are that way? We just like to act like we know because we love beer and talking about beer. But I think most people do not have as discerning a palate as we want to believe.
0: Well, no, I'm and, and really just you know, we do we do a lot of sensory at the brewery and it's it's <laughs> you it's, and I've tried that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really it's everybody's sensory is different, right? I mean yeah, yeah, listen, at the end of the
2: day you like what you like, right? I mean, and that's okay.
0: Heard Jeff, right? at the end of the day, is it good or is it not good? That's that's really what it
1: is, and you may like some styles and not like others, and that's fine.
0: And 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 that doesn't matter because you know, I've, you know, I've got I've got I've got some friends and acquaintances that I'm like, really, is it? Does it really matter? Is it any good? Quit <laughs> doing that weird flex. Well, you know, you know, the roastiness is not as roasty as I'd like. Who gives a shit?
1: Right, <laughs> it's good, and does it get you there? Right. <laughs> I mean, really. Because yep. who wants to stop at
2: three? Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, do you like? You said you like West Coast. Do you like 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 high IBU? You like like piney? What what do you what do you, what's your what? Because one of my favorite beers, which they don't really do anymore, um, which I haven't seen it. Lagunitas did Hop Stupid. you read Hop Stupid? I have not, bro. Find find you Hop Stupid. It's it's supposedly 100 IBU. Supposedly, wow. that's how they tout it. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 I'm with you. I like, I like the bitter. I like the piney, um, but I like everything else. But I do, I do, you know, if, if you had to stick me on two styles, it's going to be stout and, and a West coast IPA. And West really, coast, nobody's yeah. really doing West coast anymore. Everybody's doing the, oh, it's the hazies. Man. Oh, the hazies.
2: I know. It's <laughs> too much, too much citrus. Too much citrus. Oh, it's not for me. Yeah. I want, I want one really citrusy
1: yeah and then i'm gonna switch styles
0: well you know if i've done nothing in this in 100 episodes of this podcast i've at least exposed nick to doing different things (laughs) because i didn't pay attention to beer before this show mike so first the first episode episode number one i brought in some sours as mystery beers he he didn't like them
1: well, I, don't know. I said I didn't
4: like it.
0: Well, then he had a sour from a particular a particular brewery. Uh, t- shout out to service oh, at, Courtney Service at Service Brewing. And then now he's a big sour fan after one episode.
4: <laughs>
1: but you know what? Is I didn't know what I was talking about. I had one experience with what I thought was a sour. I still don't even know what it was. I just remember somebody telling me it was a sour. I didn't like that one beer. So I said, I don't like sours.
0: That's dumb. Well, it's it's like it's like anything else. Every style, there's a wide range right oh yeah Yeah. so it doesn't you might not like a particular one that doesn't mean that style is ruined even though some people think that you know i'm sure i'm i'm sure there because you know i I can only imagine where you are you get a wide range of customers there's a lot there's a lot of coaching going on
2: oh yeah i mean you know as you can imagine near a ballpark uh, in particular in the summer, right? It's a little different in the winter because n- then the larger percent of the people here are really here for the beer, right? <laughs> um, you know, and for the style. The, the others, you know, are, are domestic light beer drinkers, right? Yeah. And so, you know, hey, we have a Hellas, we have a Pilsner, you know, we got a whole bunch of styles yeah. that we can give you because, and, and I'm sure you've heard this before, Right. You know, first beer anyone was ever given who's a mainstream domestic drinker was an IPA.
4: And the first
2: comment is that beer is too bitter for me. It's too bitter. And I said, all right, you know, I'll go, I'll go to the, you know, to the tap. I'll bring them back a beer. Tell me what you think of this. Oh, wow. That's really good. Yeah. All right. It's not an IPA. These guys make more than that. But most people just don't know enough or aren't comfortable enough, right, to ask or they don't understand the different styles. beers is beer right it's a lighter beer or it's just a lager versus an ale um you know there's there's a whole spectrum that for baseball games you got about 10 seconds to have a conversation and try yeah. and meet yeah. someone and we do it by deselection right the only domestic i have is the local domestic which is iron city I, I, I <laughs> icy light right and yeah the, you know you know people always roll their eyes you have 500 beers but you don't have miller light it's like <laughs> yeah, you know what because there's 500 other bars where you yeah. can go yeah, and yeah, have yeah. miller light right so um, uh, and again I've, you know there's i got plenty of you know i, I i'd hate to say, you know i won't tell you that i'll drink a miller light you know uh, when i'm mowing the lawn because i won't but, but i might have a heineken because it'll take me back to the, the stop <laughs> times when Miller's i was light. a kid right so uh, uh I just never liked the taste. Budweiser, in particular. I mean, it was just a, it was a taste thing. I just never, yeah, right. never liked the taste. Yeah, her um, Yeah,
0: that's all we could drink in high school. That's all we could drink in high well, school. You know, plus,
2: and, plus, you know,
1: I always feel like I'm supporting the Cardinals by drinking Bud Light. <laughs> I, I just can't do that. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I can't just can't do, do that. that. It goes, it goes against my soul.
0: So what, yeah. what is what is what is Barrel and Flow meant to to Mike's Beer Bar? For
2: you know, for me, it's been it's been great to see you know, what day has been able to accomplish in, in a couple of years by, you know, really, you know, first of all, bringing great beer to Pittsburgh, right? Um, and, uh, you know, creating a relationship with, you know, Black-owned breweries around the country and, you know, giving a platform that's become now a national, you know, event, which, you know, what does it mean for me? I mean, first of all, it's, it's great to see from a personal standpoint, from a, from a business standpoint, we're a small business and we're getting exposed and, and meeting with other small businesses who are in very similar fashion, you know, trying to improve upon their craft um, and, you know, doing it in, in a circumstance that anyways, you know, from a, I don't know, from a, a people perspective is just, it's a, it's a bigger platform, right? I yeah. mean, it's a, it really is a, it's a conference that's all inclusive. Um, you know, as a bar owner, that's what, you know, and and as a brewery owner, right. You know, you're servicing the public. Uh, We are all inclusive. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's so, you know, I've, I've just had a great time meeting people from, you know, even though it's only once a year uh, from outside of Pittsburgh who are working on a business and, you know, for us, it's just great to be part of. and, And I'm just thrilled every time, you know, uh, you know day comes in and tells me you know about the next new plan he's got for next year. It's ex- exciting to talk about right because I don't, I don't he, think his brain ever stops. It, no, it doesn't. I mean and you know he'll, he'll still come and say, hey, you still have any beer and I'll be like day it was like two months ago, right three months ago I don't have any beer left. I mean come on
0: but we bought uh, it all apparently
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's been a privilege to be to, to, you know to really to be to be part of it and it's a lot of fun. You know, for me, as like I said, just trying to, you know, bring good people to more people, right? I mean, it's the strategy yeah. we've chosen is to is to support local beer, um, and you know, thankfully, we're in a city where there's a whole lot of great breweries that make great beer. Oh my God! Yes, um, and and it's you know, unfortunately, we're also in a state that makes it really hard to get access to breweries from outside of the state. So, oh, you know. Uh, <laughs> So, so it, it it helps in in that manner as well. So I, mean, I couldn't be more pleased. And like I said, it's easy to work with Dave. He's a great guy, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, we're, we're and well, I love
1: the challenge when we're when we so we like we like to hit your bar on the Sunday morning yeah. after the festival. And it's just to me, it's just a challenge. I just I flip through the binder, which I just want to say <laughs> as many times as I can. It's a three ring binder, binder of beer lists. The binder, um, but flip flip to the page with all the collabs and just start ticking them off. I'm ordering this one. Or in that one or in this
0: well yeah, you know, and- you know, for me it's great you guys have the collabs but i'm a, i'm also looking at okay there's a lot of breweries that we have not been to right or even ones we've been to i'm like i've never had that beer so i'm always looking for that one i'm like i don't care what it is i've never mm-hmm. had it. I, I need to have that because you know i'm you know i'm a i'm a i'm a pittsburgh fan you know, I love that city, and I love the brewery scene is so dope. And I tell people all the time, you know, we talk about this. Under people are like Pittsburgh. I'm like, yes, yes.
3: <laughs>
0: yes. You know, people people are like they have they have no clue. So mm-hmm. we're trying we're trying to be the
1: Pied Pipers of Pittsburgh and Barrel and Flow and Mike's Beer Bar, and you know, this was actually the first year. This last year was actually the first year that we didn't just end up in some stranger's car having them drive us to breweries.
4: Yeah. I, mean, <laughs>
1: I mean look it's just what happens oh no no we
3: ended up in All right. cars that
4: we knew this year yeah that's true. <laughs> right, right. Year <laughs>
1: so
0: no it's uh, and we we see elisa there and it's we're like hey what's
1: going on
0: <laughs> Got, gotta gotta love rhythm brewing shout out to rhythm Brewing
1: man but well, she looks oh, yeah. she is a constant force of nature she is she is she's terrific
2: she really is she really is
0: and i love it it's, a, it's a, for them on the sunday it's a destination to come to your bar every sunday every year on the sunday which is which is great so
2: no yeah, we we love uh you know seeing people you know and seeing you guys come in right i mean we we know that it's a four-day event for you know the brewers in particular you know three or four days and. Yeah. You know, your your schedule is filled with going and, and and as it should be. To a lot of the you know breweries are part of that, um, so we're thrilled when we see you guys come in. I just wish it, it would be on a day when Metallica or the Pirates aren't playing, so they <laughs> really you know can, can sit around and enjoy it and you know maybe less hectic surroundings. You know what? I
1: don't I don't mind that though. I like I like going in and seeing you know seeing your place, make money and do what do what you want it to do. So. Yeah. I'd rather see you at, at peak than. Uh, I mean, than empty.
0: I mean, it didn't really hold up my steak on the stone, so I was fine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> can I still order beer? And can I still order food? Okay, we're good. No, you're yeah. good.
0: You're good. I, I, I don't know what the, I want. The guy's name is. I think he has like a handlebar mustache behind the bar. He he was just really really. Good. You, you got some really great bar staff. Thank you. They they, they, were, they were they were really really. On I feel like it.
2: you're making up the handlebar stash.
0: He didn't have, did he have a yeah, the-
2: mustache didn't he? I don't, don't have anybody with a mustache. I don't remember
0: right? that. Okay, the okay, that one guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I only have two you guys as bartenders. The rest are women. So I mean, you're well, but, you know, well it's you're, one
0: of the guys. It's one know? of the two guys. <laughs> yeah.
2: One of the two guys. Right. Yeah. You but, sure that uh, wasn't me that brought those beers
0: out? No, you were back on the salad station.
1: Uh, checking <laughs> on all right. Well, look, we I it, I think it took a few people to bring them out. We did order all of them that you had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they just been delivered to they. You hadn't even stocked them yet.
2: Yeah, they
1: had to
3: go.
2: No, well, I know. I mean, well, you know, that's the challenge also with the you know with the event, right? Is the distributor is probably not picking them up from from you guys or yeah. or, or getting it, uh, you know, until maybe Friday of the event. Right? So uh, a lot of that doesn't doesn't flow in until you know the following week. Yeah. So I'd be willing to bet that uh, had you been there three or four more days i'd have probably been able to give you another 20 or 30 beers
3: wow uh, that you hear that
0: you hear that we're uh, we... just
2: gonna have to extend the trip next time that's all <laughs> i know i know
0: you know what one, one of our favorite stories because the vine street crew you know that's our dudes and you know they Missouri, were
1: missouri's first black umber yeah
0: they were just thrilled that their beer was on tap there that was that was a big deal in kansas city that they were there and that their beer was at Mike's Beer Bar. And it was like, <laughs> it was just, you know, and then Kemet, who you had uh, talked to one of the owners, um, mm-hmm. it was, you know, their first time to Pittsburgh, first time to Barrel and Flow. They were just, they were over the moon that, you know, because they got a lot of love at the festival. They're like, our beer is on tap at Mike's Beer Bar. I'm like, yes, it's a real thing.
1: <laughs> we were yeah. so glad that they came because I mean, we've been talking them up for two years.
0: Well, yeah. Right. No, it was, it was, it was a watershed moment for them, I think. and you know they're bringing a whole crew next year. as we are. You know it's, it started out. You know, Fresh Fest. I came by myself 2019, and this year we had what at the contingent of like seven people. Right. Yeah. So we're trying to at least double that. You know, and yeah. So we, what we have to do, we have to convince people do not leave on Saturday. Of uh, you have to leave on Sunday. No, leave on Monday. Right.
1: On Monday. Monday. So,
0: Monday. So you can go to Mike's beer bar. So. Yep. Yeah. And a few people heeded my message. The ones who didn't were very disappointed. Right. You know, we had a few, had a few people who showed up on Sunday and they, they had a flight that same day. So they showed up with their luggage and then had to leave. I'm like, well, I'm glad you got to see a little bit of going on Sunday, but <laughs> uh, your bar, your bar is a, is, is our first stop on Sunday.
2: I think, I think I'm looking now because I put this in my calendar already for next year. Yes. Sorry, I'm I'm looking. Uh, it's, okay.
0: it's all all good.
2: Barrel and flow. The pirates are away.
0: Heard on that Sunday.
2: On that Sunday. Okay. So, I I think informally you ought to just say today. Why don't you just put it on the calendar that after you guys have your brunch and your goodbye, that uh, there's an informal get together here.
0: That's that's the plan. Uh, that's I, the plan. I, I don't know if you remember this conversation. Uh, uh, Elisa was like. Uh- <laughs> And then, and she went to you. We're like, because you've got that little stage. We should do a podcast on that Sunday there.
2: Yes. Yeah. Of course.
0: Yeah. So I think I think that that would be. We do it, we're gonna do a show. That would be epic. You know that that way we can actually get her on the show.
1: Yes.
3: <laughs> we
2: That's, on that's the only way. That's that's really meeting halfway, isn't it? Yes. You know, you
0: the only way. I'm like, because they always they always drive back on Sunday. On, I'm like, why? Stay another day. You know.
1: Yeah, not driving farther than we are.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, yeah, we drive 12 hours. It's fine. It's fine.
2: Well, I'll so. try and reach out before as well because, uh, I mean, she has such a good time. I mean, she laughed. I think last year she might have been here three times, including Sunday, <laughs> the Metallica day. So, uh,
0: yeah, I would not be surprised. No, no, Nick, Nick thought she, Nick thought he had her. Locked in for the podcast when he bought their lunch.
1: <laughs> I thought that was the I thought that was the strong move to get
2: it locked in. Uh, it is,
1: I think. It, it I think as work. you
2: learned, if you buy her lunch, you better do that podcast right away. Right? But, I mean, I should have just just
1: you know taken the camera,
2: pull it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but she's well, she's such a nice person. I oh mean, it's gosh, just it's was, so yeah. nice to be around her. Yeah, I mean, she's uh,
0: she's so amazing. Her and her husband, they're they're really great. But yeah. you, know, you know, we talk about Barrel and Flow as a family reunion. You know, this next year will be five years that that we've been going, either individual or together. And it's, you know, it's it's a, it's crazy when when you go, you haven't seen these people in a year, and it's like, oh, we're back. It's, and even if people was their first their first time going, they were just they were just blown away by it. It's it's, uh, it's I mean, one of our, one of our our buddy who came with us, and you met him, Brian. Um, He grew up in Pittsburgh, but hadn't been Pittsburgh in what twenty years?
4: Yeah. Something like that.
0: And he came back and he was like, Oh my God, I love this city.
3: I love this event. You know,
2: you
3: know, it's
4: just it brings uh, you back, right? It's it's a
2: city, it's got Midwestern values, it still has the hardworking mentality of back from the steel days and it's a it's a big enough city that it has what every large city has, but still with a small town yeah uh, feel, right? Yeah, I mean,
3: yeah, beautiful city. What
2: beautiful. brought me back after thirty-five years, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, I you know, I bro, I totally get it. I, it's just yeah, I, you know,
1: and I feel like I'm I'm never more than like a 15, 20 minute drive to another brewery.
0: If or or, if or that. that yeah, if that yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's it's very well, you know, it might say, Uber might say the, the the your your map might say. Mile and a half, it's gonna take you 20 minutes because you gotta,
1: you gotta,
2: your hills, and you're right. that route.
1: Right. weird, yeah. That's oh, weird. yeah, oh, yeah.
2: But now I didn't ask you guys, I mean, I'm putting you on the spot. What's okay. your favorite brewery from Pittsburgh now that you've been Ooh. here a few times? Oh,
3: cool.
4: wow.
0: Um, I'm a fan of 11th Hour. Uh. I'm a, I'm a, when I say favorite, I will give you some of my faves. Uh, Brew Gentleman, Brew Burger, uh, or oh, is it Brew Burger or a Pittsburgh?
4: Burgers? Yeah, burgers.
0: Yeah.
1: Burgers, yep. Um, I'm gonna draw a blank and I'm gonna do this only for because it's a, such a great story. I'm drawing a blank on the name of the brewery. It's that neighborhood brew we took the scooters in. We were either too stupid or too drunk to know how to use the scooters at first.
2: What yeah. neighborhood? Like, uh, where, where, What was it near?
0: It was. It was not too far from Heinzfield when it was called Heinzfield.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: uh, and it's the, the it, it's, it's, four
2: points. It's,
1: it's it's like a couple blocks from the one that's named after the area code. Well,
2: yeah. So four one two four yep. points. Four, four points. points. That's yes. the one. Four points. Yes. And I'm say, the
1: beer was good, but it was just that kicked off my first Pittsburgh walkabout day. Yeah. Okay. We just went in. We, we, we met up. our first strangers that drove us around. Yeah, they took us. They took us to uh,
0: <laughs> to the next brewery and to the next brewery and a micro distillery. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and yeah. There's this is what I've learned about Pittsburgh. That beer scene is so big, and there's so so much. It's hard to say, okay, what's my favorite? You know, it's like it's like you ask me what my, what my favorite style is. It just really depends. Right. You know. Right. What's my mood that day? Yeah, but it's definitely, it's, again, it's an undercover, and this is the thing, people in Pittsburgh know nothing about Kansas City, and vice versa, because that's one of the, you don't think of that as, you know, people think, oh, St. Louis, or or Minneapolis, or whatever, I'm like, no, Pittsburgh is doing the damn thing, you know, and I I tell people, you know, I I talk about Oklahoma City all the time, where people are like, Oklahoma City's got breweries, I'm like, absolutely. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things until you go and experience, you're like, Oh, now I get it. And Pittsburgh is that city until you go, my my favorite story is, uh, 2019, I was going to, uh, to Fresh Fest and I'd never been to Pittsburgh. I was by myself. I knew I was going to, to the conferences and, you know, you come out of that tunnel from the airport Yeah, you see, I'm like. Holy shit! What is wow? This?
2: Right? Isn't, isn't that a great impression? Coming every oh, no.
1: every time. That's my every, that's single, every single time favorite. It never movie. gets old. It yeah. never gets old.
0: No, it never. It never gets old. And then you know, it was just it was like a whirlwind of of me learning about Pittsburgh, Ubering people, taking me around. It was just you know, it was just I'll never I'll never forget it. It was a watershed moment for me, beer wise, because I mean, you've you've been at the festival. That's the most people of color I've ever seen at any beer festival, right? You know, oh, and,
3: yeah.
0: I, and I've been to a lot of beer festivals.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it, it, it was it was mind blowing to me that you know that it was a thing, and there's it's not a surprise
1: that it's the number one beer fest in the United yeah. States. I mean, I would say that's the the uh, smallest uh, bro to beer drinker <laughs> ratio of any beer festival. Well, right? you
4: know, because it's, it's not
1: it's, it's, it's all the things you would want.
0: It's not right. just it's not just beer and food. It's beer, food, art music yeah. people it's just you know it's 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 as as uh as uh, ed likes to say it's a, vibe. it's a whole vibe it's a whole vibe
3: it's a whole vibe you yeah.
0: know and so you know uh the shout out to Vine Street cuz they were just they were they were blown away by by the reception that they got you know and right. they then they had a beer on at Mike's beer bar so
2: <laughs> and and listen you know i i have to i'm whispering this you know for effect right but if they want to bring more along with them next year, I you know wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I won't, uh, you know, I'll take That's as many easy. as they want to bring. We That's,
0: can make that happen. That's the easy, bud. <laughs> well,
2: I talked, and I talked to Fuerer. Uh, hopefully, the distributor said they they were either tight with time or tight with whatever that they couldn't. Uh, yeah. They, they couldn't allow anyone to bring more than one beer. I think yeah. last year, but he said yeah. that this year he's planning to allow more than that. So uh, yeah. hopefully that'll be the case.
0: We should have just mulled some of their cans. I mean, we, I mean, hell, we brought half their damn uh, uh, jockey box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We sure did. Yeah, there,
1: there, was, there was some crazy text right before we left. Hey, can you guys take stuff for us? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Mike, thanks for coming on, man. This has been great.
2: Hey, thank you very much for having me. I mean, uh, uh, it's, it's great. I look forward already to seeing you guys in, in August, but uh, yeah.
4: I might. You, know, you got to get me
2: out there. I mean, maybe the Steelers uh, get out there for a playoff game. <laughs> they won't be at home, so you know, if they uh, get into one, it'll be out where you are. <laughs> I mean, you
0: know, you know, I'm a, I'm a kind of an undercover. I'm not really undercover. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan at heart. I really am. Um, I heard that Kenny Pickett would would come into your bar. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs>
2: well the, the, these days I'm not sure he's 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 not sure <laughs> you can't come
4: he's in sure.
3: not just...
2: sure we want to play that one up these days but, but we'll see, there, right? there's, there's no, he's a good kid he's right gonna be fine he's gonna be
0: fine. That, that's that, the building
1: that, owner
2: yeah <laughs> ah, okay
0: <laughs> so brother we appreciate you coming on we're gonna we're gonna oh you know what hold on uh where can people find you guys on the social medias?
2: So mikesbeerbar.com is our website, but you find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, less on Twitter, but still, um, you know, but all at Mike's Beer Bar. So, um, you know, look us up. uh, If you go to either our website or uh, on, I don't know if it shows up on Facebook anymore. I think they dropped the menu option there, but on our website, you ever want to come and just have a little, you know, bit of a good time and look through a beer menu, (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's up there on our website all the times, changing every day. Uh, like I said, twelve hundred different beers on draft last year, and you know more than three thousand different uh, beers Crazy. Uh, in total That's that good. we sold. Uh, a good majority of those local beers. So,
0: I, I feel uh, like I feel like we need to call like Guinness or something. Like There's got to be a record there for something, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. And, and- and if people are visiting Pittsburgh, I mean, I know we said it, but tell them again where they where they need to go.
2: Yeah, I'm right on Federal Street, which is across the street from PNC Park, uh, right off the Clemente Bridge, which is, um, you know, right next to downtown. We're on the North Shore of uh, Pittsburgh. So, um, like I said, just, uh, just look for PNC Park and look for the crowds and they'll all be uh, standing at the door waiting to come in here. Right. So uh, be part of that. Um, but, um, you know, well, centrally located hours. We're open, uh, 12 o'clock, uh, open till midnight, every night, 1230 on the weekends. Um, and you know, come and ask for Mike. There really is one. And,
1: uh, <laughs> I've got to get and, myself into uh, that ballpark. I'm a baseball dork. I love going to new stadiums and I just haven't gone. Cause I've just loved exploring the city. But I need to get into that park. All my it, friends, and yeah. all my sports rider friends, I've never heard anybody not put that in the top three. Yeah. If it's not the number well, one, it's in the top three parks.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I know you guys will have a schedule. So the Pirates leave town on Thursday. I just, again, looked at the calendar okay. before Bar- Barrel and Flow. Okay. Right. So two days before. Uh, the Pirates are still in town. They leave town that Thursday. They haven't announced the times, but usually Thursday is a getaway day, which means it's a day game. Yeah. And so if you guys have something going that night, I at least have two tickets because I'm a season ticket holder. Ooh. You can have my seat, Whoa. so you can tell me. Heard. And we'll get you in the park. Heard. And if you need more, if you need more, I, I, I have half decent. So, so I'm, I'm making plans. So now
1: we're leaving on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, and I'll tell you because I want to keep putting this out there. Our dream is I'm working on getting us an RV sponsor because I want to roll Madden style from <laughs> Kansas City to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's going to happen. We're going to make this happen.
0: But what? one last yeah. quick story. So, you know, I love your logo. I think it's super great. You know, it's black and gold. And I was working one day and I had this shirt on and they're like, Mike's Beer Bar, what? So I have to explain to them where Mike's Beer Bar is. She's like, I got to take a picture of my husband's name's Mike. I was <laughs> like, okay, it's not his. That's that's not the real Mike. But, you know, uh, all the Mike's out there. You, you, have a, you have a friend in Pittsburgh.
2: <laughs> well, it's funny. In the summer, I'll look out the window and we have a sign that says, you know, uh, obviously it has the brand on it, but it's a vertical sign with mics and it's the shape of the tap. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll look out the window and I'll see a woman usually taking a picture of a guy standing under that sign. Like <laughs> Some, this another another mic.
3: mic.
4: One da-da. Da-da. Another
2: mic. <laughs> All the damn mics. And, and I don't know if this is a trend that I feel good about, but uh, – you know, my second best-selling size is triple XL. So the mics are quite large, guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 so. Ain't they that on the that. I mean, fat, I'm, a, triple I'm, only, I'm only a double fat man, but <laughs> triple fat man. <laughs> all right, stand by, man. So, all right. you. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, Mike. You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff, hosted by
2: Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper to bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.